Hi and welcome to The Three Good Podcast, a weekend podcast where I talk about all things to do with positive psychology, well-being, resilience, mental health and emotional intelligence. I'm your host, Sukhpavia. Hi everyone, happy Good Friday to you. Welcome to episode 36 of The Three Good Podcast. It's been some weeks since I last Uh, posted something up. In fact, it's been a whole month, folks. But, you know, there's been a lot going on in that time. So we're now well into our third full week of lockdown in the UK because of COVID-19. Certainly an interesting experience going through this. I know that um, for myself, I I've really just allowed myself the time to just figure this out for what I think it means for me, which I think is the same boat for most people as well. And certainly I felt that the first two weeks of being in lockdown, maybe even three weeks actually, uh, because I've been been working from home since the 16th of March, so I've had a, I think an extra week on top of the official lockdown. And you know, one of the thing, a, a few things came to mind as uh, as I realised that this was going to be we're in for this for the long haul. One was I was actually just stuck for a while. I just didn't know what to do, so I didn't really do much of anything. I was um, doing my daily work because I was able to work from home, so fortunate enough to be able to have that distraction keep me occupied. Uh, I was going out for my daily walk because we were allowed to do that, so um, I have I, I kept that going. But beyond that, I wasn't really doing anything else. Like I was trying to connect with people um, online, and you know, did that in a couple of ways, which was quite nice. Um, but beyond that, I, I just I wasn't sure about what what I wanted my contribution to be to kind of just how life is for now. And it took me a while. It took me a while to get there. And then um, a couple of weeks back, I, I, I thought, right, let me examine this. Let me have a look to see what is it that I can do for myself through this period that's going to enable me to actually look after myself in a much better way. Really take care of that self. Really pay attention to that self-care stuff that we often talk about, and certainly I talk about on the podcast. And just you know, um, put some plans together, right? Actually have a a plan for what this looks like and feels like. So here's what I've been doing, folks. Um, And this is what I think is is helping me. So a couple of things um, that to note. One is I recognize that I'm in a position of privilege because um, I have several things available to me, which I know is not always the norm. Uh, So I'm quite fortunate to, to, to live with my parents. Um, my mother is an, an, is a community nurse with the NHS, so she has access to um, supermarkets and um, she can go and do the shopping when we need. Um, so that's fine. That's really helpful. Um, and then uh, we live in a house with a garden in open area over in near Epping Forest in Essex. This has natural... Um, benefits for being able to walk, go for a walk, and you know, having being able to do the social distancing stuff with relative ease, and not really concerned about having to be policed because of these activities. 
um, you know, fortunate enough to have a house where I've got separate rooms and um, I can keep myself, um, I can set out uh, a plan for what I want to do in the rooms. So you know, certainly very, very mindful that I'm, I might be talking about stuff for my routine, which makes sense for me because of the uh, situation I'm in and very much recognize that for others, they're going to have very uh, fundamentally different ways that they have to live and so therefore some of these things just may feel out of reach or just inaccessible. So what are some of the things I've learned to do? One is uh, when I wake up in the mornings I have my cup of tea and I do some reading. That's my first thing. I really realized that one of the things I used to do in the commute into work is spend that time listening to podcasts, catching up on social media um, and sometimes doing some reading. And during this time I thought actually I'm going to spend that time in the mornings catching up on reading that I haven't really given myself time to do over this year and actually this year I haven't really read anything so I wanted to get myself back into the habit of reading so all I'm doing is 20 minutes about 20 minutes a morning at each morning of reading and um, actually today the main um, part of the podcast is going to be about the book Grit by Angela Duckworth and I'm going to do a review of the book so that's what I've been reading and that, that's one thing I've been doing and morning times for me is the best time to do that reading um, and I'll explain why as, as I talk about some of the other parts of the routine then obviously um, so when it gets to work so I'm very clear with myself about where I'm where specifically I'm working in the house and I have a very specific place it's my sofa and we've got two sofas and uh, you know one sofa I keep for only working on if I'm sitting at that sofa it's because I'm working if I'm not sitting sitting at the sofa I am therefore not working so I don't so I, I keep myself very strict about that and uh, so that's, for me that's quite clear then I have a separate place within the living room where if I'm gonna watch TV or play the Xbox um, or talk to uh, friends or whatever and that happens in in other parts of either the room or um, on a different sofa or um, with my parents in a different room so that kind of mental compartmentalization that mental discipline piece for me is a real key piece right it's this is this area is set out for this p particular activity and that's the only time I'm allowed to do that so I don't um, so I'm just careful about that the other thing I've been doing during the day then is uh, being careful not to just stay sedentary. So it's quite easy working from home to just feel that I you have to just be sat at that place and then not not move, you know, not keep the mobility going. So I quite purposefully during the day when I'm on calls or if I'm doing virtual training, get up, walk around the living room, often in circles, um, often in different patterns, just to keep myself mobile. So I'm not uh, I'm not just um, being sedentary and I'm, I'm act actively making sure that you know um, that I'm moving and I'm keeping myself um, not active as such but I'm, I'm certainly keeping mobile then in the afternoons even early evenings go out for my daily Boris as it's now being referred to um, you know get to do that quite fortunate to have good open spaces around me to do that um, over the last few days, been taking my dad out because of the warm weather in a wheel with in his wheelchair. So he's been enjoying getting some of that natural fresh air um, as opposed to just having windows open around the house. Um, and uh, and then I restarted my home my Pilates regime. 
so I'm now doing that at least twice a week. Um, so I'm quite clear about, you know, go for my walk, come back, get changed into my gym kit, get my yoga mat out, do my Pilates that I need to do. Spend about 25, 30 minutes doing that um, when I do that the two, that twice a week. And, and you know, for, for now, that feels like there's a good set of activities there. Oh, and, you know, there's other things in there as well, you know. So I'm having now um, also started regular family quiz nights with my uh, with, with the extended family so we do that at least once a week which is something to really look forward to I miss my family not just my immediate family with my kids because they obviously live with their mother um, but my extended family as well and so it's a real nice way to for us to just connect with each other and have that ongoing um, the uh, you know we use zoom for that it's quite easy enough to be able to do that there um, and um, yeah, just taking the time to also talk to uh, talk to fam, talk to friends and family um, on Twitter and you know uh, not Twitter, sorry, on WhatsApp, making sure keeping in touch with people, letting them know that you know uh, we're all uh, yeah, I'm thinking of them and that uh, I want them to be aware of that. Really trying to pay attention to what I'm, how I'm feeling as well, so my own kind of emotional self-awareness, you know. Is today a good day? Am I feeling okay? Am I feeling flat? Am I feeling like annoyed or frustrated about anything? So that kind of self-regulation stuff. So I, I need to really just watch how I'm feeling. So certainly I'm feeling more uh, isolated as is as are most people. Um, and so how? What am I? What does that? How does that actually make me feel? What is it that I'm actually? Uh, wanting to improve or um, am I allowing myself to just feel those emotions you know those different types of things um, getting regular sleep I mean that's I'm fortunate enough to never really have been particularly affected by things to disrupt my sleep so I have quite a good regular sleep pattern um, and I think that kind of catches most things so those are the things I've really tried to start paying attention to realizing for myself that you know for this period of time that we're going to it does feel like it's going to be certainly through to the end of April if not well into May before um, the lockdown starts to get relaxed and we can start to slowly reintegrate back into normal working in society so um, hopefully that gives some guidance or some ideas towards what you might be able to think about for yourselves as well if you haven't started already putting into practice some of these things or the um, the thinking approach that I've just kind of walked through there as well. So I want to come on to the book. Um, so the book review that I'm going to do today is about the book Grit by Angela Duckworth with the subtitle of The Power of Passion and Perseverance. So um, as you guys know, the podcast is a podcast that's focused on um, things to do with positive psychology, emotional intelligence, resilience, well-being, um, emotional and mental health. And um, the book Grit falls very, very neatly into um, into this kind of uh, into these themes. Uh, more so around the resilience piece, um, quite clearly in the positive psychology space as well. And what Angela Duckworth has done here really, really nicely is she just laid out basically her research into um, how do we how do we help people think about talent and potential, and in what ways can we 
enable people to really be their best because they've got um, they've got the talent, they've got the potential, they've got the skills, you know, all of those things that you might need. But if if those things aren't enough to be successful, what else is going to actually be the defining characteristic? And her research shows it's this concept that she's called grit. So, you know, she starts off the book by essentially explaining that, you know, she's, she walks through, walks us through and says that, you know, talent isn't enough, basically. You need talent in order to be able to be successful, but just being talented doesn't equate success. And she starts to walk us through why. And, you know, she, she refers to a number of different concepts as we start to walk through the book. She, and she um, she has very many examples. So she's done loads of research and interviews and focus groups with what she calls grit paragons. So the um, a grit paragon is somebody who exemplifies what it means to be gritty. And, you know, what is it that they're doing in their specific field that makes them a, a gritty person. And what I found really interesting in the book is that she uses examples from right across um, a, a spectrum of um, uh, industries and sectors and professions. So she looks at sports people, she looks at um, people training in the army, she looks at business people, she looks at people in the world of art, um, in the world of science uh, and you know um, writers journalists she, she really does make sure that she's paying attention to what does the the concept of grit look like across many many different types of scenarios and circumstances so that we can genuinely draw some valuable insights so certainly that's one thing to to be aware of that it's not just based on um, academic research but the academic research itself is quite uh, rigorous you know I, again I really appreciate that you know the way that she's developed her grit scale um, the way that she's gone about the research into that the many thousands of people that she's used the scale on the different types of groups of people children women men workers, non-workers, you know, different professions, all of that, it really does help to present that. This is um, a set of insights and uh, data that she's sharing here, which uh, which we can genuinely draw some interesting conclusions from, I think. And certainly for those of us who work in the worlds of leadership, management, talent, uh, learning, development, uh, and even for those of us who are leaders, managers, you know, coaches, working with other people, you know, wanting to support and encourage and, and help others be their best self. I think this book holds a lot of really interesting insight within that. So coming back to the to, to the beginning piece here, like I said, you know, one of the things that she does is she highlights quite early on that talent is important, but it's not the only thing that's going to um, determine what's going on you know it's it's just a it's something that people do need and they are re you know almost required to have in order to be successful but actually talent itself in and of itself isn't won't get you far you know so just because you're scoring well or just because you're hitting your targets or you're making your achievements or you're meeting your um, goals or whatever doesn't mean that that's enough to be successful there's other factors in play 
one of the things that she talks about is the importance of effort and you know just actually being present being showing up for the task at hand um, you know the, these are quite interesting pieces because what she says is that effort counts twice so first of all you have to put the effort into doing the thing and then once you've done the thing you have to continue the effort to be better you know so it's not just about showing up turning up taking part doing the thing that's one thing you have to do it's also about the continued work thereafter so once you get to a certain level of mastery and you know with a lot of things in life there's different levels of mastery that we can attain you know she she she's found that the effort you put in is really key really important to be able to help you take your own knowledge your own insights your own um, confidence levels what you can do in terms of success and take it further so i think that's a that's a an, an interesting piece there to start um considering you know what does that mean for how do we support others how do we get them to consider what they're doing for themselves how are they putting into place like purposeful practice which we're going to come on to in a bit as well so you know she starts off the book by talking about what grit is and why it matters so you know it is and <clears throat> um, you know essentially her insights into how um, you know what is it that enables success to happen when you remove talent from the equation and essentially is grit that's what she's saying so she says that there's a couple of things around grit that are really important um, so one is around the passion you have and the other is around the perseverance right so the subtitle of the book is the power of passion and perseverance so the, these two concepts become quite focal then you know so passion is clearly about the kind of commitment the energy that you have towards the thing that you're trying to achieve and you know one of the interesting things that she raises is that for some people it can um, you know uh, what you're passionate about isn't always readily um, uh, understood you know, it's not something that we can necessarily just uh, fall on and just realize you know within uh, you know, um, a, a few years of having left school or having started a profession that this is the thing I'm going to be passionate about often it takes time a bit of experimentation uh, a bit of trial and error with different things to to realize whether or not that's something which is going to really um, you know uh, give you that motivation to keep keep with it because you've got that passion towards it the related concept then uh, on perseverance is interesting because she says that it's not just about having a passion for something it's also persisting with it when in all other in when when there might be things in play that tell you that actually this is not a good thing to continue with not because it's harmful or not because it's destructive or anything like that but that it just may be uh, about things like competing demands or you know that you're um, that you've got too many things at play or you've got other priorities or other responsibilities which mean that you can't always um, persist with something so her her piece around perseverance is well it's great to have passion it's great to make sure you're putting the effort in but is it something you're actually going to stick with and if it's something you're going to stick with it's not just that you stick with it it's that you it becomes part of just who you are and how you do things you know so 
Um, it's the reason not only that you get up that motivates you. It's also the thing that if you have a setback, if you have um, some kind of negative criticism or a you know, feedback that tells you that this isn't happening in the right way, that you don't just give up. You don't just say, well, that's it, I'm done. You learn from it, you accept it, you think about, right, for today, this is what happened. And for tomorrow, this is what I'm going to do because I've learned from it and this is how I'm going to take make it better. So these pieces, I think, really start to highlight, actually, this is some really good stuff, right, in terms of what we know about the human condition and about what do we need to drive in ourselves in order to be able to uh, to be successful, yeah? And she's quite clear as well, yeah, success means very many different things to lots of people. And it's not about financial success, and grit necessarily isn't about that either. It's about just what does it take to to be successful when, like I said, when you remove talent from the equation. And it's about the passion and the perseverance, and those two things are really quite interesting within this. So from there, she starts to go on, and she starts to talk about, so how do you grow grit? What can you do for that? You know, one is that you need to have an interest in the topic, right? So this is related to the passion piece. So it's good to feel passionate about it that, you know, I've started, and it might be that, you know, you've, over your years that you've, um, you, you've tried uh, maybe profession one, profession two, that you've tried different types of skills, and it may, maybe that it just takes time to figure out, well, this is the thing that's going to drive me, right, that, where I have that passion. So the interest piece comes in it because it's about, well, how do you develop that mastery where you're taking the time to learn more about it? Right? It's not just about having the passion to stick or the perseverance to stick with it. It's also about the interest level. You know, is it something that you're going to be known for in years to come? Is it something that you're going to put a lot of time and effort into that when you've studied it, when you've researched it, when you are talking with others about it, when you're um, writing papers or reading books or delivering talks on it, that each time that happens, it helps you to grow your knowledge and your insight into the topic. And it just further deepens the interest level you have within it. So that's one piece that she raises. Another one is around the purposeful practice piece. And those of you who have read Malcolm Gladwell's book about outliers really um, draws on, she, she draws on that pieces, those pieces of work that he talks about within there. In particular, the thing around, you know, the 10,000 hours of practice in order to get um, amazingly good at something. You know, um, within the world of, um, within that piece of research, I, I, I know that there's been some criticism around that, that just doing 10,000 hours doesn't make you an expert. There's also other things that you need to have in play. And actually, I think what she, what Angela does with her, with her book is she addresses that it's not just practice that will make a difference. It's not the fact that you just do 10,000 hours of practice in order to become an expert. There are many other things that you will have to put into play that will enable success to happen. And it's the things that we're talking about in the book right now. So that practice piece is certainly very important. But actually what she talks about within that is that it's not just that the practice is happening, it's the perseverance of the practice, right? So it's that it's not just that you're 
um, you know, you're finding time to do it. It's that even when things feel tough and when they when it feels like you're not really progressing, you're still doing it. You're still putting in the time to do the thing you need to do, the drills, the discipline, the practice, the routine, because each time matters. Each time enables you to maintain a level of proficiency and that's important right it's it's the continuation of the thing so uh, when we talk about the interest and the practice you start to build a picture here that there's there's more at play from a mental um, mental strength perspective and a, a mental discipline about what you need to do as well as the actual um, activities you have to do as well so the next piece then on purpose that she talks about, you know, it's where she talks about purpose. It's about the meaning that something holds for you. You know, it's not just about doing something because it's going to uh, bring personal or financial success. It's about, well, is there something about this thing that I'm particularly interested in that ha that I can see is going to have benefit? It's going to have societal benefit. It's going to have family benefit. It's going to have... Uh, actually it might be personal benefit um, or you know there's community at large stuff going on the purpose piece yeah you know, and actually around the resilience and well-being stuff that um, is written about across multiple uh, by multiple authors nearly everyone in some way addresses that you have to be talking about purpose for yourself meaning you know why are you doing something and how can you build on those things in really um, in really uh, supportive ways, um, empathetic ways, um, you know, uh, think basically you know, being um, as uh, supportive to others as you can in, in different ways. And so often when it comes to um, being successful and, you know, putting in the, uh, the practice, putting in the effort, really developing what you're capable of doing, it's also about well, what's my what's my why? You know, for those of you who understand that phrase, why am I particularly interested in this? Is it is it because it's driven by some other person, or is it because I have a personal interest in this? What is that personal interest? How does that drive what I do? And that's really important around finding that purpose. And then the 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 um, another concept she talks about is around hope uh, and optimism. And, you know, for those of you who um, study the work of Martin Seligman, you know, he talks about this quite clearly as well um, in respect to resilience and overall well-being. You know, it's important to have hope. It's important for our positive mental well-being that we can see that even though there's a certain situation now, I have hope that there's going to be better in the future because um, there's things at play which in which give us that sense right it's not about blind hope it's not about just blind faith that you know oh uh, i'm going to dismiss reality and you know i'm going to just uh, blindly believe that the world is going to be better tomorrow it's because we have a fair amount of data a fair amount of understanding that uh, things will improve so certainly within the covid19 situation a lot of people currently are also saying that, you know, it's tough right now and it is tough and it is very demanding on us mentally and emotionally and psychologically. And an important thing to recognize is that it we will come through it, that this won't be as um, 
uh, indefinite as it may seem. Yeah, so sure, for now, we just don't know how long it's going to be. With some level of confidence, we can say that within a period of time, it will pass and we will be able to resume what we see and have experienced as normal life previously. That hope is important because it helps to give us some optimism about the future. You know, if we're going to um, end up thinking, it, or rather, if we only think pessimistically about these types of situations, and certainly when it comes to things like success and talent and what we're doing in that space, then it means that people don't have the motivation to continue, that they're quite likely to just feel like they're going to give up. So, you know, what's interesting around this time is then, so for how uh, we're seeing this happen is people are finding different ways to still continue their practice even though they're in very restricted circumstances yeah so that's that's important in and of itself as well right so how are we finding ways to um to maintain those self-care things that's why i started off talking about the self-care piece for me because i recognize for myself that i'm not currently operating oh well i wasn't i wasn't really operating at a good level and and now i'm feeling much better about stuff because i'm i'm more purposeful about the things I can control and the hope I have and the optimism I'm building because I've got uh, regular practice routine things happening which are allowing me to know where I what's coming up and what I can look forward to so it's important to have those things right so uh, I think that's a really interesting piece that she raises around um, you know, those who are successful have that hope and it's not just blind but it is because it's based on learning it's about the future perspective what we can do to be better next time those things are important parts of this so those few pieces there i think quite interesting in and of themselves initially so you know having the interest building the practice being clear about what your purpose is and how you cultivate the, that hope and then the last few chapters she um takes a bit of a diversion on things where she um she essentially discusses that there's other things at play which are going to be important but we don't have the direct research on right now but i'm glad to know that she's included these things because they are important pieces so one is around for those of us who have parenting or caring responsibilities is how do you parent for grit right how do you develop a gritty child you know for want of a better phrase or rather how do you develop the ca capacity for grit with it with your children and you know she's cautious here in that we you can't do the same kind of um, trials or research that you might ordinarily do um, in a university environment because there's certain you know clear ethical and moral restrictions about what kind of conditions uh, you can test people under and particularly when it's families and their children what you can do in those circumstances as well so the best we can do is interview people take anecdotal data uh, examine other similar types of um, um, research um, against concepts which um, which ha have relevance and draw conclusions um, where it seems to make sense so, you know, a couple of things that she talks about when it comes to parenting for grit is, you know, um, around some of the things that we've already been speaking about is how do you, um, ha um, you know, one of the concepts she talks about is a growth mindset, which also comes under, it, which more comes under the hope piece. You know, it's around how do we help our children to 
think about, well, if something didn't happen well right now, does that mean you're, that they're a failure? Or does that mean that there's an opportunity to learn? Yeah, if they've tried something and it didn't go the right way, then um, how are we helping them to question what they can do better next time? Or are we just saying, well, fine, you can give up and just go off and do something else? You know, there's something there about how do we help really cultivate that sense of um, achievement, that sense of capability, but also very much respecting where the child is at and allowing them to figure things out without uh, judging them, without criticizing them in harmful ways. Uh, and, you know, um, it's, uh, it, she, she really talks about the concept around, you know, nurture and nature and what has more prevalence in terms of being successful. And she doesn't draw any direct conclusions to that. She just highlights some examples of where you have uh, one parenting style where there's really clear discipline about what they want their child to do. Very supportive, very loving, but very also clear about, well, this is what your daily routine is going to look like. And this is what you're expected to do. And uh, through everything that you're going to uh, do for school, work, you know, we'll be there to support you, help you, guide you, coach you. So that's one way to approach um, uh, parenting. And another common way is letting the child discover things for themselves. Still having some um, clear rules around discipline, uh, but not necessarily about routine. So um, the difference there being that, you know, this type of behavior is acceptable. That type of behavior is not if this type of behavior happens and it's not acceptable here's the consequences of that if the positive types of behavior happen here's what you can expect to happen because of that as well so the discipline piece is really important but the routine aspect is less so you know so um that they don't have to stick to doing certain things in certain ways but there's ways to be able to nurture that uh, self-esteem and the uh, sense of self-worth that your child has so interesting stuff, not really any direct conclusions to draw from there. Um, I think from some of the other things we've been speaking about, there's some pieces there to potentially pick up on. She does talk about a concept that she's tried with her own family, which I think is a, quite an interesting one, which is um, uh, which is called the hard thing rule, which I really like actually. And essentially what she says is that everyone in the family has to commit to a hard thing and it's something that they can choose themselves. So no one tells the other person what they have to choose. If they choose to do it, they have to properly commit to it for a full um, a full year's worth and not necessarily uh, a full calendar year, but a full kind of training year's worth of activity. Yeah, so if you have to go to lessons, you go to lessons. If you have to complete homework, you complete the homework. If you have to um, do daily practice, you do your daily practice. And you're not allowed to quit for that period of time. You can quit, but you have to complete it first before you decide that you're going to leave. And um, I think that's a bit of an interesting way to look at it in that it lets everyone within the family know that they can choose actively themselves what they want to do, what they want to learn, and that they're going to commit to it for a significant period of time. And that at the end of that period of time, they can choose. Do they continue with it or do they let it go? So some interesting pieces there. 
Um, she goes on to talk about things like the playing fields of grit. Um, yeah, so uh, those of you who've read uh, um, any of uh, Matthew Syed's work on um, about talent, um, here he writes about how, and um, I've heard him speak about this as well, is that you know, one of the things that helped him to become a really successful table tennis player was that in his town, uh, village town where he grew up, he had an abundance of table tennis facilities. He would go there, there would be people there playing regularly, very supportive. He got into it. The coaching was at a really high quality. He had the right support with his family. There was a lot of things which started to just slot into place, which meant that he he was going to be in an environment where grit was already being cultivated. And not only was it being cultivated, but it was growing. And it was growing at a, um, I want to say the word exponential, it's not the right word to use, but it certainly describes the intent of what I'm trying to get to. That when you have a group of people around you, when you have the right culture um, uh, around you, um, it's about the environment. The environment matters a lot, and the uh, the way that people pull together within that makes a difference. Yeah, so it's not just about that you can do this on your by yourself, because clearly you can. But if you're with others and you're in an environment where um, those things like you know the grit is going to take is going to happen then that's um that's a very supportive way it's a very good way to be able to find that and have that available to you and she she can she concludes by talking about a culture of grit where yeah it's important to have um a leader who provides you that real clear vision about what it is that you can do what they're expecting what they see happening really well how they articulate that how they're letting people know um, what it is that they want to be able to see and experience. They're leading with that from the front by themselves as well. So it's not just um, that they are uh, um, saying the things, they're also doing the things, you know, they're, they're being quite open and active about the, um, and interactive about how they're, uh, with the people that they are, are leading around how to be successful and what they want from that as well so the culture of grit is really important piece there so a, a good book overall um i'm glad to have got to it it's one i've been meaning to add to my reading list for some time um so uh, good some good things in there as always interested to know about what you guys think about um the podcast episode today any comments you want to raise about this from what i've shared about her book and the research that she's put into it quite happy to talk about it a bit further uh, let me know uh, if you can go ahead on itunes and wherever else to like the podcast it helps it to be found um, and uh, i personally appreciate it otherwise folks for this easter bank holiday weekend i hope you have a very good one take care Keep safe, stay at home, protect the NHS, save lives. Bye, folks.